0: Second quarter about to start between the Liberty and the Aces. Twenty-three thirteen in favor of the home side, in favor of the New York Liberty. Cage and The Castle, I'm, of course, alongside myself, Spencer Byers, and Cage. You got to start wondering: Is this game not necessarily over already? But I mean, it's definitely getting that feeling for me, Cage, that this game is getting out of reach a little too early. It has been, but... It
1: also starts on the defensive side of the floor. And Becky evanson they played crappy, but they're only down 10.
0: Now I'm gonna make try sure to say this to get in Cajun. I cannot stress this enough. I can't. I think you know. Where, I think you know where I'm going with this. I cannot stress this enough. I hate, 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 hate interviewing the coaches during the game. Yeah. It's stupid. It's only gonna get you in trouble because I guarantee you the coaches now have to be mindful of what they're saying. Not cuss, because Cajun, we can also be honest here, most coaches cuss. Not all, yeah. but most, especially at the professional level. So, I really don't like it. I think, again, cool concept, but I don't like it. Is There's going to be a charge call against Young and a down Liberty player, as we're, again, started the second quarter, about 30 seconds into the second quarter. And it's Vandersloot who's down. I saw her kind of grimace when she got up for and one. And she got it there from a little uh, tap by Young, who tried to give a screen technically. And that's, again, another turnover for the Aces. That's number nine. They're already almost at double digits, Cage. And we still have basically 30 minutes of play. play. That is a great pass by Johannes to John Jones, but she couldn't cash the check.
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, my Lord. Great move there by Plum.
0: Uh, John Quayle Jones said, uh, get that garbage out of here. Get that garbage out of here. I knew knew you'd do it, Cage. And I knew you'd do it so I wouldn't have to.
2: (laughs) In the words of the great Jack Armstrong,
1: get that garbage out
0: of here. That's a great block by John Jones, might I add. Great and disrespectful. (laughs) Smack that down and walked away. And not that I would poke away there by Aja Wilson. So 10 seconds now on the shot clock for the Liberty. Neither team have scored just yet, but again, it's still important to mention that even with that, The Aces need to get some sort of way back in this, (laughs) I think. Mm -hmm.
1: And that's a big and one there from Asia Wilson, taking matters
2: into her own hands and finishing over John Jones, putting a foul on her and
0: hopefully being able to complete the three-point play. By the way, Clark's not on the floor right now. It's Wilson, Jackie Young. Wilson, again, going to the line after her make through Jonquil Jones. Kelsey Plum, Kayla George, and Colson, the other guard they're playing beside Plum. So Clark is out right now, which, again, it's going to be interesting to see how throughout this game, Becky Hammond works throughout her lineups with only having eight bodies as Wilson makes. The AM one.
1: And honestly, if you're the
0: aces, you've got to be happy you're only down seven. And Vandersloot couldn't make that shot. But again, she has been a lot better in these two games in New York than she was in Vegas. But then you still gotta worry, Cage, if you're going if you're thinking about going back to Vegas for game five, is Vandersloot gonna revert back to what you what we've seen a lot from her in this series. As a timeout is taken by the Liberty after the Aces get the last two baskets, an N1 and a lay-in there by Kelsey Plum off the feed from Kayla George. And she got it through, technically, both big. She got around round John-Cuel Jones, and the shot got just through the fingertips there of uh, Stewart behind her trailing.
2: And that was a great adjustment there from Kelsey Plum last time. She got three people up in the air. But didn't realize John Cole Jones was right behind her, ready to swat that down. Give her credit, she switched to her right hand in mid-air.
1: Nullifying the shot blocking ability of Brianna Stewart and finished with the right hand.
0: It's so hard, Cage, to judge how this game is going because, again, as we've talked about a lot already, and we're going to continue to talk about a lot because it's such a massive storyline and a massive part of this game is the lack of just players right now for the Las Vegas Aces and the way they're going to rotate and all of the things that I've already spoken enough about as of now, but how the stars, like Young, like Plum, like Wilson, do. Wilson's had a good start. Plum's had a good start. Plum was easily the best ace in Game 3, and I could go as far as to say, Cage, I don't know how much of a fan you were of her game in Game 3. She was basically the only ace that showed up. Pretty much, at least on the offensive side of the floor, yeah. So, they really need... All three of those players and Alicia Clark, this the sixth woman of the year, obviously also really could use a good game. But still, I think Young, pardon me, Wilson and Plum all need to have 20 plus if the Aces expect to win this game. And I mean mm-hmm. 20 plus and most likely into the plus if they want to win this game, because I don't know what Kayla George and Kirsten Bell and Coulson are going to bring to the offense that Coulson's already got a lay in. She made a three after the shot clock went. We haven't basically seen any of Bell. Bell came in for what? One free throw and got sub right back out. Kayla George had been a really good passer from the perimeter. She hasn't really played inside the post as of yet, but you know, I don't know what they offer on the offensive end because we haven't seen it. They don't really play. And obviously, in, in fairness to a great coach, and you and I can't say enough good things about Becky Hammond, at least I know I can I'm a big fan of Becky Hammond as a coach. But
2: well, this is going to be your toughest test.
0: It is for Becky Hammond and the other stars of this team. By the way, to mention Chelsea Gray, this is her first career game missed of her WNBA career, which is amazing to think. Mm-hmm. But again, also, you know, sucky to think that her first ever missed game is in WNBA Finals in some massive games for her team. Unlucky for sure.
1: Absolutely. You got to give, you have to give this,
2: this Aces team a lot of credit, especially on the defensive end, even though that shot from Laney went down. They've been competing on the defensive end and making
1: things difficult at least in the second quarter.
0: And Wilson couldn't get that one to go. Rebounded by John Quill Jones. Surprised they didn't call that bump there by Wilson. I'm happy they didn't, as Wilson steals the ball in transition from Inescu's pass for John Quill Jones. Horrible transition defense there by the Liberty. They give away the rebound as well. So offensively rebounded by Plum. Back to George. 4-3. It's good for Kayla George. She missed the lay-in after some horrible transition defense by the Liberty, in my opinion. Again, under Vandersloot. Ooh, I didn't, I didn't like that pass at all, Cage. I think you know why. As that might be called, and it's gonna be a block on Sidney Colson. And I'm not sure, Cage. I might need to see her on the replay of that one if, if Colson is the. The problem on that one is George took that one right over Vandersloot and got it to go. That's her first make of the game. Her first make, I think, of the series. And it's just like... And it is her first make of the series.
1: And I think for the Liberty, they are not playing smart at all.
0: I don't disagree with you there, is Laney, Vandersloot, back to Benijah Laney, 4-3, no good, and rebound, wait, that one in? Yeah, it did. Uh, I thought that did, okay, I'm barely, my eyes are playing tricks on me, Cage, as the other way it goes, Young to Wilson, back for Young. Uh, for Clark, for George, again, that ball got muscled well over the net. That one was nowhere near it. At that time, she got guarded by Jonquil Jones, who's now in for three. That one, no good. Rebounded by George. George, away for Young, almost given away there. Nice spin by Jackie Young. Young thought about shooting it, doesn't. Gives it off to Plum. Plum, trying to get through the head. Does. Jackie Young seeped into the corner, wide open, at least for the second. That shot doesn't go, and... Young, again, kind of slow to get up. George, again for three, no good, and rebounded there by the Liberty. By the way, that was only a two. It wasn't even a three, I don't think. Or can I count, Cage? No, I don't think I can count. I think it—no, it was 25-21, so it was only a two for Laney. It wasn't even a three, as John Jones couldn't get it through Asia—or for— Alicia Clark. Neither team has a make in the last about minute and a half or so. Nice pass, Kayla George. That's too easy. Again in transition, the Liberty lazy in transition. How does that happen, Cage? Effort. Like I, I don't get it. How does that happen in transition in Game Four of the WNBA Finals in a game you need to win? They're without two starters.
2: And I think that's the issue. They think playing, they're overlooking it? They're overlooking it. They're not playing with the same effort and intensity
1: like they did in game 3 cuz we never saw any of that in game 3.
0: And that is John Quill Jones getting the foul there as Aja Wilson tried to rebound that ball. You got to call it honestly either on John Quill Jones or Vandersloot were right there but they gave it to John Quill Jones. That's her second foul, she'll check out. So in is a reserve that didn't get a whole lot of game time until later in the series. And then she's kind of moved her way up in the rotation. There is Stephanie Dolson. As Plum. Kind of work down on VanderSloot. Nice spin. Going to have to fire it. And it is no good, but gets the foul on VanderSloot. I thought she made that for a sec, Cage. I thought she made it through the contact, which would have been an amazing make there for Kelsey Plum, who I will mention didn't get a break until the minute and a half mark of the fourth quarter. I also want to mention this, Cage, and I'm kind of confused by this. Maybe it's because of not being dressed in the lineup because maybe you're only allowed 10 dressed players, but... Candace Parker, as Plum misses the first free throw, that's uncharacteristic there of Kelsey Plum. Candace Parker's in street clothes while Gray and um, Stokes are in aces apparel. So I'm kind of surprised by that as Plum makes number two to go one for two from the line. Three-point lead now for the Liberty in this second quarter. A second quarter, but that's been offensively dominated by the aces. Stewart, good.
1: That pass,
0: that's Wilson trying to find a pass into the corner now for Plum, Plum driving out for Young, Clark also going to take a drive on Thornton who came in for it, looks uh, another sub they made as Young floats it up and it rattles in, they've had a couple of those Cajun where they've rattled them in where they've kind of taken a couple bounces off the rim and found their way into the hole. They really have, and um, Stewart's three My goodness. not Oh, And that's got to be a make there, Cage. She was wide open. She could have set her feet because George, who technically was the the defender, didn't even know she was the defender until well too late. And that's another lay-in for Aja Wilson, as now up the floor will come Courtney Vandersloot.
2: Nine points talking. for
0: Aja Wilson with seven rebounds as well. My goodness. And we've
2: been talking about how this game could have very well pulled. The Liberty could have very well pulled pulled away
0: after that first quarter. They haven't. Big second quarter by this Aces team. Wide open, Dolson for two, and it's good. What a make. There has to be a confidence builder for Stephanie Dolson, who, again, is a reserve player, has kind of worked her minutes up in this series, and that's a great make for her. George for Wilson Wilson, step back, thought about pulling it Doesn't through Dolson Now Jackie Young's going to find some space here through an Eskew, Young trying to get around In for Wilson, Wilson's going to have to fire it Regardless, no good And rebounded by Vandersloot In Eskew, trying to get through Off for Vandersloot Nice pass in for Dolson Fires it, off balance And the whistle goes Honestly, looking at it, looking
2: at looking at it, it, looks like she got she did get shoved. She got of sold it well, but
0: mm, I'm gonna I'm just gonna plead the fifth, cage before I start cussing up a storm. Because they did they they did the thing, kids, that I I can't even say I hate it. I detest it. It makes my blood boil. Before
2: you go, before before you go off on it, I think I know what you mean. Wait till the ball is missing, then they call the foul. If you
0: hold the whistle, you're wrong. I do not care if the call ends up being right. If you hesitate, you're wrong. Every time, Cage. Every time. If you have to think about it, you're wrong. Either way, you're wrong. Nothing aggravates me more than a late whistle. Because how? Because I agree, kid. I thought it was a foul. But I thought it was a foul when she put the ball up at the rim. Not after uh, Alicia Clark caught it, turned to go, and then the whistle goes. How did it get that far? What are we doing? Like... Again, I hate talking referees. I can't say it enough, and I know I've talked to quite a bit of referees throughout this thing, and I I hate that that's kind of been a narrative by me throughout this series. I do. I hate it. But as you mentioned, these referees have normally let them go, normally have set a tone of we're going to let them play tonight, which is their prerogative. Every set of referees is different, and that's in every sport. Yep. But don't blow the whistle late. Either blow it when you see the foul or choke on the whistle. I don't care which, but mm-hmm. don't wait and then go. Ah, that probably was a foul, and then blur your whistle while the ball's going the other way.
1: And then when t- people and then when people react to the call
2: negatively, on top <coughs> on top of that, you compound the issue by calling an attack.
0: Yeah, you you caused the problem, Cage. Oh, don't make me, don't get me started. Don't you caused the problem, and then you act, you give a, you give the coach a tech because you messed up. You waited. Like I can tell you, Cage. I could see my kid get hit in the face with an elbow, start bleeding, and I would be upset. But I would be more angry if my if my team was on defense. A, 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 a 50-50 call happens in the post. My team rebounds it, goes to pass it, and then they blow the whistle. Cage, you would not see me run to the end of the bench faster. I would probably hop in the air like I'm the Energizer Bunny, run down the bench, and try to find a big enough corner to scream into. What is Stephen
2: A. Smith wearing, by the way?
0: Well, we've seen Don Staley. And, oh, I don't, Stephen A. with the backwards hat. <laughs> Colin Coward talking about guys with backwards hats aren't his quarterback. Apparently, Stephen A. Smith ain't his top of broadcaster. <laughs> Didn't know Colin Coward was having a problem there with, with my boy Stephen A., with our boy Stephen A.
1: Uh,
0: hustler Stephen A. Smith. God, that's, that's almost embarrassing when he was trying to hit pads. <laughs> What's more, a, embarrassing,
2: what's more embarrassing than Alfred or that first pitch at the Med, at the Yankees game?
0: No, no, Cage. It was him doing hitting pads. Him hitting pads was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> him hitting a guy in the thigh with a pad was the, the funniest thing I've ever seen. And now, Cage, again, I don't hit pads. I don't box. I don't do MMA. I watch them both. I understand them both. I can do some techniques of either. Oh, my God. Interrupt myself, Spencer. Shut up. Oh, Kayla George, a beautiful seed pass to Kelsey Plum. And KJ, how is this game 31-30 with the Liberty only up by one? 22 points of the paint for the Aces. Inescu took that one one from
2: Queens. It's no good. One team is playing with more urgency. The other is just playing complacent and playing like they're going to coast their way to this victory.
0: Kayla George, no good. Wide open shot. They let her shoot that one. No good. Rebounded by Rihanna Stewart. Stewart up. No good. How did Stewart miss that? And now there's two aces players on the ground as they collide. I think it's Clark and Jackie Young. Both up. Both good, it looks like. Plum floats it. No good. And we'll go the other way. I can't believe Stewart missed that layup cage. Very uncharacteristic of the reigning MVP. Into and into the post there for Laney out for Thornton.
2: It's good. And I, honestly, I did not like that possession at all. Laney basically had a wide open layup. I know Thornton make that three, but you're really underneath the basket. Like if that three did not go down, that would have been a terrible
0: position for me. That still is. Young shoots it off the under, doesn't get it to go. Stewart quickly up the floor. For Thornton, and they're gonna call it a charge. I think. Maybe I'm wrong, but it looked like a charge signal to me. And I'll be honest here, Cage. As yeah, it's probably a charge. I think. I think I'm with that. Mm-hmm. Do you agree, Cage?
1: It's a bang bang call. But. but
0: I personally think that's that's probably a charge. I normally do go charge more than block, though. In in fairness, but regardless, um, so that one's a block. I thought Young should set and try to get the block on the before she passed it. I can't remember if that was. I think it was Stewart who was driving down the floor because I didn't think Stewart was in control and could stop. So I thought if Young planted, she was going to get drilled and get and get get it anyway. George from about uh, shot that one from uh. Yankee Stadium. It's no good.
1: And the Liberty.
0: Wide open. That's too easy there by the Aces. And they're kind of, you know, now it's seven cage. That's two straight three-point makes there for the Liberty. Young. For Clark. And they're going to call an illegal screen against George. Now they're turnover by the Aces. Again, just lit. Cage (laughs) I don't maybe I'm getting a little more upset than I should be cage and I mean that probably is true because again Mm -hmm. I I don't watch sports a lot anymore I'll be completely honest because I get aggravated because I get frustrated by watching teams play but how do the Liberty have so many advantages and they're only up by seven and I understand it's you know, effort and this, that, and the other. But how is that the answer? It is basically what I'll say is another make there by John Quayle Jones. Plum from half court, well short. And now an eight oh run at the end of the the second quarter. will send them up by nine at half, thirty nine thirty. And I but know,
2: still go ahead. And I know the aces played an incredible second quarter. They
0: did. I think they won it in the end. I'll quickly check. But, they did but, just 17 16
2: That was a poor close to the quarter. It definitely was. And it just took away most, almost all the goodwill that was created from the second, from what they did well in that second quarter. They almost had a chance to take the lead, to take back the lead at one point. Instead, it was the Aces, it was the Liberty that closed out the half on an 8 0 run. So. In that sort of sense, it's encouraging. But, yeah, like, with all that, those I see what you're saying, Spencer. With all that talent, all those advantages, this should not be a game in which it's decide- It's literally a single-digit game.
0: Cajun, I'll put it this way, and I genuinely mean this. If I was the coach of the New York Liberty, if I was Sandy Brundella or an assistant on the staff going into this halftime, I would be irate. How is this game not out of reach already? This game should be done. We should be already thinking about game five right now. How have we played 20 minutes against three players? And again, and that sounds disrespectful, but as the opposing coach, you normally are kind of disrespectful to your opponent. So Mm. I'll continue on this, this thought process. How do they have two starters out? How do they have eight players total tonight and we're up by nine and a half? We were, de- we were as close as one point moments ago. How does that happen? That is unacceptable. I do not care we're winning. This game should be 20 to 30 already. This game should be buried. And that it's not? The third quarter better be a hot start for the Liberty.
2: Because if it isn't,
0: you got to be worried. Because Kate, this is—I'm I'm, going to say this—because they haven't been able to win in Las Vegas in this in this series. This is mm-hmm. not the performance you want going into a Game Five, even if they win. Right now, if this game were to stay this course, this is not the performance you want going into a Game Five in a in a place you haven't been able to win.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think I'm telling stat Cage before I, before you, you know, take take it away from me, take away the, the the talking stick. Twenty-two to eight are the points in the paint for the Las Vegas Aces over the Liberty. You and I have spoken to nauseam about how Liberty got to get got to get you know uh, established inside. They have John Cole Jones and Brianna Stewart. They have to get established inside. They haven't again tonight. That's 3 out of 4 games. They have not been established on the inside part of the paint for 4 quarters.
2: And the only reason why they're getting away with it is because the aces
0: because Chelsea of- Chelsea Grace hurt and they only run a 6-player rotation and 2 of the 6 are gone. That's why.
1: Mhm. Exactly.
0: So I'm still steaming cages. This is why I can't watch sports. Again, th- and I didn't even do this for the World Cup, surprisingly, because Canada, we, we only we only basically commented Canada wins, in, even though they played Spain. But I guess because I was cheering cheering for Canada, I wasn't watching it as kind of bird's eye view that I normally do. Because I, I cheer for Canada when they suck at sports, like basketball, soccer. I cheer for Canada. at The World Juniors, unless there's a, attack players where I'm from, Um, my my local OHL team back home. I don't cheer for Canada because I prefer teams that, you know, are lucky to be there, like Latvia, like Belarus when they were there, Germany. You know, I Mm -hmm. cheer for the underdogs, basically, because I like it when, you know, Denmark is there and they win a game against, you know, Sweden or something. I I think that's great. I think it makes for great television. But anyway, you know, just so mad, and I Okay, now, Cage, I got to say this again. Now, something I've been kind of curious about, especially because Stephen A's there at at the Barclays Center, okay, is the panels have been for the pregame show, the halftime show, and the postgame show for these games and the WNBA finals have been full girl crews. Three or four panelists have all been girls. And I am happy that they are well-represented in the WNBA. That's not what I'm saying. But wouldn't it be nice if somebody like Stephen A. Was in the panel to give it, I'll say, legitimately to the more broader audience. Because again, we're still trying to expand the game. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't it be nice if you had somebody like Stephen A. And I'm not going to say Max Kellerman. But people like of that ilk. Bad Dog Russo. even though I, I don't like him personally. Maybe J.J. Redick. I think J.J. Redick would be perfect. Former NBA player, has worked for ESPN, has some great takes, obviously has some bad ones like everybody else does, but have some legitimacy to the broadcast. You know what I mean? For the more casual audience. Ooh. And the reason why I say that before we go and take our break for at halftime is they have Fat Joe, rapper Fat Joe, on the panel. Yeah, And I'm not saying Fat Joe doesn't know anything about basketball. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, wouldn't it be better if it was J.J. Redick? Wouldn't it be better if it was Stephen A. Smith? Wouldn't it be better if it was somebody media trained to, you know, was a journalist, was an analyst of the game? Say it was, for example, Paul Jones of the Toronto Raptors. Mark Jones, his brother, who who does, I believe, ESPN broadcasts of the NBA. Honestly, Cage, I can't believe even think about this. Invite Shaq or Charles Barkley or Kenny Smith or even Ernie Johnson from the the the, the um, Turner Broadcasting crew, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they'd make the jump because I know this is not a Turner Broadcasting, a TNT broadcast, but still, I would have loved to have seen somebody that a casual who does not watch the WNBA would know? Mike Breen. Who's sorry? Mike Breen. Mike Breen, exactly. Exactly. Somebody that, you know, somebody that does not watch this sport would know that they would be like, hey, I know who that is.
1: Because
0: that's what halftime shows me. Why do you think Bar- Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, Shaquille O'Neal, and Arnie Johnson work. It's because even though some people wouldn't know who Kenny Smith is from his playing career, you know who they are. They pop up on your television. If you know anything about sports, you know who they are. Especially Shaq. Barkley, a little bit less. Kenny, a lot less. But you know who Shaquille O'Neal is.
2: No, I think you know who Charles Barkley is based off of how funny he is.
0: I I agree, but you and I are basketball fans. You and I know the show. I think from a, a farther out audience of more pop culture, you know who Shaq is more than Barkley and definitely more than Kenny Smith for the casual for the person who does not watch it as a religion or as a, as watches it, you know, consistently. Yeah. Cause like, imagine, I generally mean this. imagine JJ Redick. Or, you know, was during during the um, even doesn't the broadcast, but was doing the the halftime show, you know, or doing the pregame show. And he asked him a question and he explains it, you know, like a way that I know he can is mm. what, I, what I'll say. Because, again, I, I think I think a lot of J.J. Redick, I think he's very smart. I think a lot of his takes make sense, even though I really don't like when athletes become analysts because I don't, I don't think they should be. Most of them, not all of them. There are exceptions, but then you've got, was it Ryan Collins, former net? Ryan
2: Collins. Shouldn't Holland? be on
0: television? Yeah, Ryan. Shouldn't be on television?
2: Oh, there's there's one that's even worse. Perkins? The great Kendrick Perkins.
0: Yeah, but again, he has his own show, for Christ's sake. But regardless, before we go into tangents oh, about oh, oh, BTU, I just, I would have loved for the casuals to have somebody. It, and honestly, Cage, it could have been a woman. Like, I'd say, in all honesty, Cage, oh, oh, if oh, oh. Las Vegas wasn't in the finals, have Becky Hammond do the, the halftime show.
2: I was going to say somebody else. What? Doris Burke.
0: Absolutely. She's just moved into the commentary booth, from my understanding, with ESPN. She moved moved into the, the color spot. Yep. Jeff, Jeff or Stan Van Gundy. I know Jeff just got hired, after being laid off by ESPN, just got hired by the Celtics to be a um, senior consultant. Somebody like that. Somebody from that ilk. Because mm. imagine you had somebody like, say, Jeff, who's done broadcasts for God knows how. Let's not the 90s. It's the early 90s when he left the Knicks. So 20 years or so with ESPN.
1: Mm.
0: You know? Being able you know, to big up everybody. Because obviously they wouldn't talk about the negatives. You'd make, like, you'd make JJ or, you know, the person with the most reputation talk about the positives and just gush about Inescu shooting the ball from Queens, from Staten Island, from Rhode Island. Yeah. You know? You'd talk about how John Paul Jones dominating in the post, like she should. That's what, that's what you'd do. Because, again, you want... As we talked about during a Polar Opposite episode, we talked about expansion of the WNBA. You're trying to attract fans because people that watch it regardless are going to watch it regardless. You want the casual to be interested. How do you make them interested? You put people they know and people they like in the broadcast to highlight the positives of what they're doing. That'll keep them hooked. But before we tangent on for the rest of the halftime, we will take a little break. We'll be back with the third quarter between the Aces and the Liberty. New York Liberty up 39-30 leaders going into the second half as you listen to this here on The
1: Outrage.